Hello again, everybody. My name is Dan Sixsmith, and I am the host of Sales is King, and welcome to our latest episode. We've had a bunch of very successful uh, podcast episodes. We've been also backing them up with video on LinkedIn. So very exciting. So today, let's talk about a really important element of selling and what really makes sales king. And that is the art and the important skill of closing a deal. Okay? And sometimes when salespeople hear the word close, they get a little nervous and they get tense. And it just seems like the responsibility and the bar has been raised. And the focus is really on them and the heat is on. But the reality is selling is nothing without closing. You can't be a good salesperson if you don't know how to close. And there's a distinction, really, between selling and closing. Selling is all of the meetings that lead up to the close, and it's equally as important. However, if you can't close the deal, neither you nor the buyer will be able to succeed. And there's really a small group uh, of folks who are really, really good at closing. Because what I find is happening today and listening to a lot of my colleagues and, and um, buyers out in the marketplace is buyers are taking greater control of the process. And what's happening in some cases that sales is kind of um, letting that process happen rather than getting in there and trying to take the control back. Um, and we're going to talk about today an interesting new study out of the University of California. Uh, I'm going to tell you which one it is right now. Actually, USC's Marshall School of Business, and it was a study on uh, a group of buyers, and they asked, they were asked why they did not go forward with a particular salesperson, why these salespeople did not effectively close the deal, and I thought it'd be an interesting thing to talk about today. Um, the article is available uh, on businessmirror.com. Uh, so... Reason number one, according to buyers, why sales could not close, they're not trusted. And there's no surprise here. It's one of the things we've been espousing is that sales needs to have that trust element. We talked about consulting, facilitating trust and value as the four key components. And you know, as a buyer in the marketplace yourself, if there is not a trust factor between you and the selling organization, there's a good chance that you're not going to make the purchase. So sales needs to become a trusted advisor, a consultant, a strategic partner versus a quote salesperson because, you know, unfortunately there's still that negative connotation of sales, of a salesperson. And it's really unfortunate because every company relies on sales. All companies today would not be in existence without sales and without the people that are out there hustling and pushing to get deals over the finish line. But yet there's still this kind of unfortunate stigma. Um, only 18% of salespeople that the buyers met over the past year would be classified as trusted advisors. So that's really concerning right? 18%. So what that tells me is that there's a lot of work to be done 
on the effort of sales now to move away from their old school tactics to the new school consultant strategic advisor. They need to understand the challenges. They need to bring them new information. They need to be conversant in the prospects industry and company and challenges. And we talked a lot about this, about how social selling can help. So sales needs to move from selling to strategic partner slash consulting. Next, number two. Sales was not able to effectively communicate with senior executives. And what this article says is that sales frequently meets with lower level people. And then when they get to the executive suite, they don't know how to speak at the same level as the C-suite. And this is something we're hearing quite a bit. Uh, less than one out of three Hi guys, and we're continuing the conversation on why salespeople can't close deals. It's a study from USC Business School uh, where they surveyed B2B buyers and they listed the reasons why sales does not close deals. Number one, they are not trusted, and we discussed that. Number two, they can't communicate effectively with senior executives. And this is a biggie. Only one out of three, less than one out of three, can hold an effective conversation with senior executives. What we're seeing is a trend that sales are connecting too low in the organization. They're getting comfortable with conversations with lower level staffers. And when they do get up into the C-suite, they have no idea how to connect and engage. So there's a desperate need for more seasoned sales executives, execs that were potentially uh, senior execs in other organizations that ran potentially their own businesses that know how to communicate with the C-suite because they've been in the C-suite. There are also tools that exist that can help sales, and we have one in particular at Alinean called the Peer Comparison Tool, which can help sales engage by talking about some key financial metrics that they can use to compare the particular prospect company to leaders and laggards in their organization. So a very interesting one that we might want to follow up and discuss. Next. The next one is number three. They can't clearly explain how their solution serves the buyers. Buyers say that only 54% of salespeople can spell out how their solution affects the client's businesses. And this is a really, really um, important one. And this is something that we've been working quite a bit on. Uh, moving sales communications away from old school feature function price into new school, how do we talk in the buyer languages? How do we personalize? How do we talk about their challenges, their priorities, their issues? How do we resonate with them? And this really requires a whole reprogramming of how sales can engage. And again, there are tools that do that. There are messaging frameworks, uh, particularly at Alinean that we're working on that helps refocus the conversation around challenges, around being more consultative, around um, being more prescriptive. Only 54% of sellers are doing that right now according to this USC um, study. Number four, sellers are too self-centered. Uh, 
they feel pressured. Instead of focusing solely on revenue, salespersons, salespeople should concentrate more on helping buyers accomplish their goals. Again, this really reinforces the last point. Um, if you understand the buyer's business, if you have a handle on their challenges and what's going on in their industry, you'll be really, really adept at being able to talk about how your solution helps solve those challenges. If you're not making that connection, you're in there just trying to ram something down the buyer's throat that he has no interest in trying to buy. And then you're coming across as a hard seller instead of a consultant. Number five, uh, hard selling closing techniques, which again are not recommended. Um, and again, they're talking about, you know, these kind of one time offer and, you know, uh, expiration dates. Um, we need an answer now, et cetera, et cetera. If you're going and resorting to those tactics, uh, that's not going to help. Okay. If someone is interested in buying from you, they're going to be interested in buying. And if you're effectively communicating the value of your solution, you are not going to need to resort to uh, gimmicks and one-time only offers and, again, hard sell ramrodding techniques that buying uh, companies are, are not going to be interested in. Number six, interestingly, this is kind of a new one we haven't talked about. Uh, we do, we have a little bit of a linean, but not so much on the podcast. The sellers are not calculating the buyer's risk in the deal. So they don't really understand, um, you know, what risk is involved for the buyer. And that's one of the things we teach in our value. Continuing our conversation on why deals don't close, why sales can't close the deal. And we're uh, working through a USC business school study uh, of B2B buyers who talked about why they didn't buy from salespeople. Exceptionally interesting article. Um, so we talked about some of them. Um, you know, number three, uh, they can't clearly explain how the solution serves the buyer. Number four, the buyers are too self-centered and thus pressuring um, uh, rather, the sellers are too self-centered and they're pressuring the buyers. Number five was um, hard sell closing techniques, which don't resonate. We talked a little bit about that. Number six, we were just talking about, I'm not sure if I was cut off. I'm still getting used to the Anchor platform, which I love. Um, but uh, we're talking about the risk, that buyers are risk-averse. And a lot of buyers feel that the sellers don't understand the buyer's risk in moving forward with the deal. And this is huge, and this is something, as I was mentioning, we do work with our customers on. And it's actually flipping the tables back on the buyer and showing them the risk of not moving forward with your decision. So the risk of the status quo is huge. So if we turn the tables and show the buyer the risk of standing pat, we've got a much greater chance of moving forward. And this USC study validates that. The last uh, reason is um, that the seller cannot establish a personal connection with the buyer. And this is somewhat surprising because, you know, this is an old school technique, right? You want to establish a connection.
And if you're in sales today, that's got to be, you know, certainly baked in the cake, you know, that you know how to do that. Um, but I think what it does is it just highlights the fact that buyers are so, you know, singularly focused on their issues and challenges that they really are not going to feel a connection with a seller if they don't understand their business. You know, they may be calling up wanting to talk about, you know, the Super Bowl or, you know, the Masters or whatever. But, you know, ultimately, that's not the personal connection. The personal connection is someone that can be that trusted advisor, someone that can jump in, talk intelligently about the industry, about the company, um, and really, really come across as that, you know, strategic partner. And I think that's the key. So this was a great uh, exercise here. I think we're going to talk more about closing uh, in the coming weeks because, you know, the art of closing the deal is changing quite a bit. Um, and it's not simply about just ramming something through. Um, you know, it is still about having the chutzpah to ask for the business, but it's also about what you do leading up and how you kind of set the table and whether you're bringing in the rest of the buying committee. So we'll be exploring this in, in future episodes, and there's some great, uh, I love Grant Cardone. If you guys don't follow him, you must. He's like one of the top sales guys around. He's got a whole manual on closing, which is phenomenal, and we could start to talk about that in future episodes. But until then, we'll be back at you soon. Cheers.